Well, regional equipper, just a, in a short version, is uh, to help churches with leadership pipelines and residencies. I mean, at the end of the day, that's it. I mean, there's yeah. there's more to it, but if you were just to boil it down to the simplest of, of terms, that's it. It's it's about helping uh, churches and to help uh, other church planning catalysts in the state help churches to multiply through the development of leadership pipelines and residencies. You're listening to the Send Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City missionary Chad Grigsby and church planting catalyst Jason Phillips. Welcome back to the Sin Columbus podcast. This is Jason Phillips, your Columbus CPC, joined by the Charles Chad Grigsby. Good to be with you today, Jason. We are very excited about our guest yeah. who is joining us, uh, who came from Nevada. Nevada. There's this trend of Nevada leadership. Yeah. So Jim Scott, first of all. Jim. So Jim. Name. Yep, Jim. Jim, why are people leaving Nevada? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Uh so the funny thing is people are moving to Nevada. <laughs> the question I get is how come everyone in Ohio is stealing people from Nevada? Yeah, That's the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of great leadership out there. Oh, yeah. it's good. The West is good. That's for yeah. sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, he, Jim is going to be our, is our is. new regional equipper. Yeah. For the Ohio Valley region. Yep. That's right. Valley region. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you landed uh, in this role? Yeah. Um, so interesting enough, um, you know, I didn't grow up in a Christian household. Um, I didn't know what church planning was or anything like that. Um, after God saved me, I got married. Um, while I was in the Marines, I ended up going into law enforcement. And long story short, God called me to plant a church. So we did that by vocationally for about two years, and then mm. vocationally for another two. In Nevada? Or? In Nevada, yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually got sent out by, by Hope Church, and uh, nice. it was great. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And uh, and so during that process, uh, that's really where I learned that how that church planning was a thing, that it was yeah. a real good thing, uh, and and had uh, and just really developed a passion for it myself, and mm. being involved in assessment work and stuff like that as a pastor and um, but one of the things that I definitely learned uh, early on was the need for training. Um, mm. Coming into that uh, church planning experience, I had none. Um, so I had planted the church and uh, started it, and it, it started to grow. And I realized pretty quickly I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. And so I remember as a totally disconnected church planter, not connected to any network or anything, just starting to go around trying to figure out, like, man, what am I supposed to do? I remember going to, to some big churches and having meetings with guys and being like, hey, will you, you know, be like our mother church? I don't know what that means, but mm-hmm. I heard it's a thing. And, yeah. you know, it's so uh, ended up uh, uh, connecting with Hope and uh, uh, a guy at the time, uh, Pastor Brian Hook, who is a church planner, Spire uh, Church over in uh, Tucson, Arizona now. But he was on staff at Hope and uh, he said, yeah, we will help you out. We'll train you in the whole thing. And so then I ended up going through that process learning a lot about training and the importance of it. And so um, so my heart at the end of the day, just to know a little bit about me, is is that. Uh, a lot of what I did in law enforcement was training. Things that I did in the Marine Corps were, were, were training related. Uh, training is something I'm very passionate about vocationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, 
some of my hobbies, you know, I do like uh, powerlifting and, and yeah. things like that. Um, I have uh, seven kids, um, all girls except for one boy. He's 13. In fact, he's in uh, Florida uh, finishing up his uh, version of his Super Bowl. Um, oh, and wow. so living the dream out there in a, a Universal Studios. And so I just nice. got some pictures from him out there hanging out with the Simpsons. And so, oh. <laughs> uh, and so uh it's it's a it's a good time. We're married for nineteen years. December seventh yeah. was our anniversary, so nineteen years. So so this year we actually get to turn forty years old. My wife and I we both wow. get to have our twentieth wedding anniversary. My oldest daughter becomes a senior wow. uh, in high school, and so we get to look forward to college for her. And uh, man, just you know, uh, being in a new place, the Midwest, and, and all that rooting stuff, for so. the Buckeyes. That's what I heard. That that's mandatory. <laughs> if you're living in Columbus. <laughs> yeah. Go Bucks! Go Bucks! <laughs> I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have all the hats in the back of my car, so then when I'm yeah. in Michigan, I'll just switch real fast. Do you have any uh, sports team loyalties? Uh, not big ones. You know, that's one of the the, okay. the oddities of the West. It's all okay. still very new to us. So, you know, my my father in law is a big Raiders fan. Okay, and now that they're in Las Vegas, which is where I was born and raised, yeah, you know, he's. You know, he's excited, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. all about the Raiders. You know, when I was in the Marines, I had no team, but a lot of friends that were from Chicago. So I ended up adopting the Bears. So I actually have my Bears beanie right yeah, now. Yeah, Bears. And so that's right. And then, uh, uh, you know, being in Reno, you will root for the Wolfpack and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, okay. but yeah, nothing too crazy, but I do own a Bears beanie and a coffee cup. Okay. So, wow. so yeah, you're that is sold loyal. out really loyal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you weren't connected with any network when you planted. Not originally. And, uh, so where did, what yeah. church were you part of that you planted in Vegas or in Reno? I planted just outside of Las Vegas, a okay. town called Pahrump. Okay. And, um, so I really wasn't connected to anything. Um, okay. I was at a non-denominational, uh, uh Christian church, very Baptist in, in origin, conservative, right. great phenomenal church um and just felt the call to go plant and they and didn't so send you or they didn't it wasn't a, there wasn't a sending culture yeah. um and it, even though there was the back then it was you know uh more of a resurgence of church planting um it really wasn't super popular there yeah in yeah. fact uh the the network i joined originally was Acts 29 and so yeah. i connected with them and there was one other church in las vegas Wow. That's it. And so it was just us in Southern Nevada. And so I ended up joining the Southern Baptist Convention not too long after, after having talked to Brian Hook over at Hope Church um, and being told about the assessment and the training and the things that were involved in that. And I realized that although I was very thankful for my experience with A29, I was exceptionally grateful for the connection and family that I found within the uh, Southern Baptist Convention, specifically the SEND Network in Southern yeah. Nevada. It was great. Yeah. That's great. What are the two? What are the top two things that you wish people knew about Nevada that they don't know? Oh man, misconceptions or yeah, uh, I think uh, uh, people think that Nevada is Las Vegas, and okay. so <laughs> Nevada is gigantic. It's like yeah. saying Ohio's just Columbus, right. you know. It, right. And so there's just so much more to it, right? Um, and so within Nevada, you actually have a, a ton of rural areas that are really neat, have their own character, their own culture. So when it comes to church planning in Nevada, as an example, or even just living in Nevada, um, Reno is not Elko, and Elko is not Las Vegas, and Las Vegas is not Reno. And those are the three, uh, say, like bigger cities in, in the state. Yeah. And so when it, when it comes to that culture, um, 
it is it is actually more diverse than people think. Mm. And I'd say the other one is kind of along those lines, is when it comes to that culture, a lot of you know, okay, well, it's it's it's, it's gambling and people think of prostitution and, and things yeah. like that. There's legalized prostitution, legalized gambling. There are all those things for sure, but. By and large, what you really see is you see a lot of blue-collar families. You see a lot of recreation. You see a lot of people trying to do the best they can with the families that they have there. Yeah. And it, it is absolutely amazing. Hmm. Nevada, by and large, is a great place for families to to just grow and thrive. Yeah, um, It's not just about the lights of the Strip or right. the casinos in right. Reno or something. It's, it's actually a great place for family. So you, you were a church planter, and then what did you do afterwards with Send Network, I guess? What did you, yeah, were you a church, pl- your church planting catalyst? I was church planting catalyst in Reno, yeah. So, okay. uh, you know, one of the ways that God had called me even to this position was a very similar way that God called me to that one. Um, you know, going from going from uh, law enforcement to planting a church was was a struggle, but it, but it was a fun struggle. Mm. Going from bivocational church planter, where you're getting paid uh, pretty decent, you got a retirement, you got health insurance, and then God tells you, okay, go ahead and jump ship. You're going to go vocational now, full time with the church, where there is no health insurance, yeah. <laughs> where, yeah. where the pay isn't that good, yeah. uh, and you just think, oh no, you know. I remember fighting God for a year on that, um, and so after I finally uh, uh, gave up and submitted to that, ended up being a phenomenal process. But the same thing happened. All of a sudden, God's like, it's time to go, and I thought, wait no, like I planted this church. Mm. Like I'm supposed to stay. Yeah. You don't go, you plant a church and you stay forever. I'm going to yeah. die here. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, um, and that's not what God called us to, which was outrageous to us. Cause that's mm. just, we just felt so embedded in the community. Yeah. And so when God called us out, ultimately he led us to Reno, Nevada, uh, to be a church planting catalyst out there, which ultimately is to work with other churches to help them multiply and plant churches. And yeah. so, um, ended up going up there and, Finding man, just a great just a great need for churches raising up leaders within within themselves, yeah. Um, and so worked a lot with churches there, and in that process developed a real big desire to see residencies and to mm. see training pipelines put into place to raise up leaders within within the church to plant churches within the city and within the state that they're from. Yeah. Um, the the need is exceptional. Mm. Um, and so about three years after that is when um, this position came up and the opportunity and everything clicked. It just made complete sense to go from what I was doing to doing that out here. And I'm yeah. really thankful for the opportunity. So you are coming to be the regional equipper. Yeah. Uh, so we people may not know what that is. Mm-hmm. So I uh, want, want you to go through, tell us what that is. But f- before I remember my question weather-wise you're coming from reno yeah to here mm-hmm. what are the differences weather-wise and then tell us what you do what a yeah, regional equipment so does. far honestly not too much because reno's high desert so okay. it snows up there rains up there but not as much okay and so like um for me, coming from Southern Nevada, if we went from Southern Nevada to Columbus, <laughs> that would have been huge. That'd because be a in challenge. Southern Nevada, when it snows, school stops. Okay. Well, how much snow? Like, there's some dusting on the street. We got to shut yeah. everything down. Yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. gonna, you know. Yeah. And so it's a big deal, you know, in Southern Nevada. Northern okay. Nevada, they're like, yeah, it snowed. What's the problem? And I, I remember the first time, you know, driving to Starbucks, and there was a snow blowing over the street. 
And I was just like gripping, death gripping the wheel. Like, is this like Fargo? Is this is something yeah, gonna happen? Yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And, uh, and I remember even like coming out here. I'm just so I'm just not used to it. And so yeah, yeah. I've got these like industrial road flares and these these <laughs> chains, and I've got this like big rubber suit to like you know my tire does. I'm gonna have like five days of food. It's gonna be packed yeah, in here. It's yeah. like, well, where are you going? Oh, we're just going to the grocery store. You yeah, know? But there's yeah. snow on the ground. Yeah. It's it's so I. Came from Arkansas. It's a bit unnerving yeah. to like just to like it yes. snowed today, you know. And you're just like, is it going to snow a lot? Like, will I will I be able to get home? Yeah, like, right. those are some of the thoughts that came through my that's head right. at first. Now it's just like, oh, it's snowing. It's that's yeah. so interesting. I've always lived in the Midwest and never think about anything. Yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. That's what yeah. people say. Like, oh yeah. Like uh, the other day, I saw people outside. They were in shorts and shirt and yeah. Uh, like it was like a brisk 60 degrees, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and, uh, and I remember being outside and my wife's like in a jacket, like a full on yeah. like jacket with gloves and she's like, it's so cold. And I'm like, ah, you could tell we're not from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But your blood, your yeah. blood and bones, they'll freeze over after the first winter and yeah. then you'll be used to and it. And then yeah. you're used yeah. to yeah. it. Pretty All much right. when it hits 60, yeah, I'm, I'm wearing shorts. Yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Especially those early spring months where oh, you're yeah. like, Wait, wait, is it is that the sun? Is it, we <laughs> should, is it peeking through the clouds? I need, to get, I need to get some UV rays on these legs. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah, important. Yeah. They're, they're pretty pasty right. by then. So. so what does a regional equipper do? Well, a regional equipper, just a in short version, is uh, to help churches with leadership pipelines and residencies. I mean, at the end of the day, that's it. I mean, there's, yeah. there's more to it, but... If you were just to boil it down to the simplest of, of terms, that's it. It's it's about helping uh, churches and to help uh, other church planning catalysts in the state help churches to multiply through the development of leadership pipelines and residencies, which is is ultimately that's it. You know, if uh, you're going to grow, uh, if you want apples, you're going to grow an apple tree, and that's what residencies do. They grow the tree that produces the apples. Mm. It's the same thing. With uh, leadership pipelines, it's 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 the tree that will ultimately produce the apples, and so um, that is the really the the foundation of what is ultimately some of the greatest multiplication opportunities we have is when churches truly do embrace leadership pipelines and residencies to raise up church planters from within, but then also to be able to bring others that are called from the outside to bring them in, train them locally, and then send them out. And, um, and so at the end of the day, that's it. It's just to, to help the guys on the front lines get that done. Yeah. We're really excited to have you. So you'll be in the Ohio Valley region, which includes, if people don't know what that is for Sin Network, what is the Ohio Valley region? Yeah. Uh, so Ohio Valley is uh, Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. Okay. And um, which is a lot. You know, I remember uh, thinking, mm-hmm. like, okay, like three states, that's pretty good. And then you realize how many churches are in those three states. Yeah. Uh, and this is such a, a, a high momentum, high drive, high opportunity area. Mm-hmm. This region is just uh, just phenomenal. Uh, everybody that's been here uh, in the past and even and up until now has done a great work because the the opportunities out here are vast. They if, are vast. If yeah. anybody were to even think about church planting, mm-hmm. uh, considering the Ohio Valley should be one of the top on their list for sure. Yeah, totally agree. And we're, we're really thrilled to have you in Columbus. So oh, man, it's great. How'd you, how you land in Columbus in comparison to the state up north? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah. you could have been, you could have been Michigan, way worse Indiana, sure. Indiana, Indianapolis. And yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was kind of a wild thing. Um, I had 
uh, I was offered an opportunity to work in a different position um, that would have included multiple areas in the Midwest. So it was like, you know, we started praying over the Midwest and trying to figure that out. And Columbus and Indianapolis really just like stuck out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, just to be honest, Columbus Midwest is never in the 10 year plan. So it just was so <laughs> right, weird to even right. pray through that. But yeah, yeah. It, God revealed to us like, yeah, man, we're, I'm moving you. <laughs> yeah. And so we thought, oh my goodness, are we, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Well, all that got put to the side and, and uh, we moved on from that. But then when this opportunity came up, it was said, hey, you know, it's the Ohio Valleys, which happens to include both those cities. Well, the at the end of the day, when we thought about, okay, what is some of the greatest opportunity? We knew that one of the things that we should be doing is make sure that we're highly connected to LifePoint, mm-hmm. a church that we were excited to be a part of, mm-hmm. a church that we really felt that we can find community in and, and really house my family in and we can something we can be a part of. Um, and so Columbus was a big deal. I mean, also you have Westside Barbell, you got the Arnold Sports Festival. Yeah. And so, okay. I mean, God, so that brings God called us to some pretty good opportunity. So now you're bringing in a, a whole, a whole new world. You, you came in on crutches. That's right. Because you have a, you have a torn calf muscle. That's right? right. Yeah. 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 Which you want to tell us a little bit about that story and then your involvement in powerlifting. And oh, sure. Yeah. If, uh, yeah, so the I jokingly call it the I'm going to be turning 40 soon injury <laughs> uh, because all it, it wasn't anything fancy. It was just running on a beach, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I, I want to be able to say, like, you know, maybe it was like explosions, you know, and I was saving children, <laughs> you know, and, you know, but that's or not. Or you were powerlifting, like, something. thousands of just pounds. Just something, yeah. I just, like, no, I was just no, I just ran. I was just running. And yeah. so. <laughs> just wait till you turn 40 and you pull muscles while you're sleeping. Yes. You have that I'm, to look forward to. I'm excited to. about that. I would look forward to it. <laughs> and so that it was like, a, you know, a, you're going to turn 40 gift. But, um. But yeah, actually, well, it did set me back. It, you know, had a, uh, an opportunity to do a competition in March, and um, that's obviously not going to happen. Maybe. I mean, I don't think I don't think it'll happen. But uh, uh, tearing the gastrocnemius is not exactly the uh, a, a quick heal, and mm. so um, there, three months inside of a boot and with crutches, and yeah, totally took the wind out of my sails. But it's fine. And so uh, I got some friends doing the uh, bench press competition at the Arnold that they'll be invited yeah. to. And so I get to see some guys try to bench press like eight, 900 pounds. Yeah. You know, one wow. friend trying to trying to get that 1,000-pound record. And so, yeah. yeah, super, super stoked about that. Uh, but powerlifting is actually something I ended up finding uh, after uh, I had adrenal failure in church planting. Mm. And working so hard church planting and, and trying to get an MDiv at the same time and, and between working bivocational and everything else that happened, ended up in the hospital for a couple of days. And, and so with all that happening, it was like, okay, well you got to go exercise. And I had a really hard time just showing up to the gym and curling. You know? <laughs> um, and so uh, I tried CrossFit and uh, didn't like that. And so um, ended up uh, talking to some friends who were into powerlifting and competing makes sense to me. It just mm-hmm. does. Uh, I'm, I, I'm driven like that. I like to have goals. I like to, to try to, to beat someone else. And so, <laughs> uh, and so it was a good opportunity to be uh, able to, okay, well, I'm not just here, you know, curly, I'm going to go, you know, and I'm going to train for something and I'm gonna try for something. Mm. Uh, so when I was in Reno, ended up landing on a, a veteran powerlifting team and that was it just took off from there. And so, mm. yeah, it's a really, really, uh, been a really good time. Ended up, um, uh, 
going and, uh, you know, uh, for a good year and then, uh, COVID happened. And so, yeah. uh, that shut us down and me, me and my training partner were out lifting rocks over at a river. And, uh, uh, this guy <laughs> named, uh, this guy named, uh, Chad Ikes got a hold of us. Like, Hey, you can come train in my garage if you want, you know, and, yeah. and Chad's a, a veteran, you know, record holder, power lifter, amazing guy, uh, ended up uh, training with him for a little over a year. Wow. Um, and, uh, and so we learned a lot. I learned a lot from him in that time. And so it was really that moment of, you know, training with the team and then also training with Chad that I realized like, man, this is, this is something I like to do. Mm. This is like my hobby hobby. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, it's just something that, that really took off for me. And so I'm really uh, excited to be a part of it out here because, you know, Columbus is to some degree like kind of the Mecca for that. Yeah. So yeah. I just signed up for the gym uh, yesterday and I'll be there today and, It'll be uh, it'll be exciting. So that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Where are you Where are you working out at? And so the uh, the gym is uh, Worthington Pro uh, Fitness. Okay. And so they have a, a gym that has more of a powerlifting vibe, not too far from here. They also have one that has more of a bodybuilding vibe, more okay. in the center of Columbus. But they're kind of becoming like this network of uh, of uh, gyms out here, and uh, yeah, should be pretty good. And then you know, there's West Side's not too far. I'm gonna go peek my head in there, and then I'll. Go to Elite FTS. They're in. Uh, okay. They're on the what the West Side. So you go over there and yeah. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity out here. So that's cool. That's cool. Well, kind of to close out our time, why don't you just share like a little bit about what you're hoping and praying for the Ohio Valley region as you step into this role? Yeah, you know, um, uh, <laughs> right now the joke is I hope to hit the ground running and now I can't. <laughs> uh, and so you know, you couldn't even drive. You you, you drove. <laughs> your right. family drove from Reno. That's right. And you couldn't drive because nope. you were injured. Yeah, my so. 17 year old daughter stepped up to the plate. Yeah, yeah eight hour drives for her. That oh. was, Wow. Yeah, that was a big deal. She did great. And that's a long way to go with seven kids. Yes, so, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's lots of snacks. It's a mandatory. <laughs> lots of snacks. Lots of snacks. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the you know, some of the big some of the big prayers, you know, there's already a lot of momentum. There's a lot of good things that have happened uh, out here, which is great. And so uh, being the new guy, just trying to really get a handle on mm. who needs help, yeah. um, who needs yeah. encouragement. Um, one of the things that I've been uh, uh, going through over and over um, comes from First Thessalonians, and it, it's uh, where Paul writes to uh, rebuke the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. And there's some mm. weak churches out there, for honest, you know, some churches that you know they, they don't need to be rebuked. That's spiritual abuse. Mm. They need help, and so we want to be able to help them. There, there's some churches that you know they're doing a fine job. They just need encouragement, and so we want to be alongside of them to be able to encourage them. And you know. There may be a handful of churches that need to, you know, hey, man, let's step up to the plate. Let's do this, you know. Yeah. And so I'm hoping to be able to to be a part of that with the catalysts that are on the field already. Yeah. Um, and so a big prayer is just that uh, I would really learn to do my job and that I would do a good job. Mm. Um, but then I would say the other one is that we would be able to see a real movement of leadership, pipeline, and residencies within the, the Ohio Valleys. Yeah. And that we'd be able to see something like that happen, mm. and we would be the gold standard out here for what it means to implement that in churches, mm. whether it's a rural church, uh, a big city church, a urban church, whatever that looks like. Mm. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Well, when you are in Michigan, condolences. Um, you, you will <laughs> condolences. learn. Yeah, you will learn this language too. Those guys will try to tell you that we're the Great Lakes region. Got it. But it is the Ohio Valley region Very for well. a reason. Very well. So I'm just throwing. You know, just want to put you on notice <laughs> out there with those guys. Guys like Tony Lynn and uh, Wayne Parker and those those Michigan fellas. So anyway. 
But yeah. great to have you, Jim. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out. And so glad you're in this role. And and uh, we're really excited about you being here. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.